Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Michigan's UP is a snow lover's paradise. And if you've ever dreamed of experiencing that snow on a dog sled, it's the place to go. Too many people stay huddled indoors at wintertime. They miss out on the beautiful things you can see and do in the cold. Here in Michigan, communities like Jackson and Manistee will surprise you with the fun you can have at wintertime. And in more places than you might ever think, there's no place like Michigan for skiing. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Hey there, it's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and it's my pleasure to be with you again this week as we talk about the things you should be doing, the things you should be seeing, and the people you should be meeting all around the great state of Michigan. We're so blessed with such diversity in all these ways, and now's the time that we can get back out there and that we can really enjoy connecting with new friends and with friends and family that we haven't seen for a while. So let's get out there and enjoy ourselves, even at wintertime. Yes, let's enjoy ourselves at wintertime. I love the winter months. And if you listen to this program, you hear me say that a lot. Uh, but the things I like to do um, are, are pretty calm mostly, you know, just hiking through the woods or cross-country skiing or whatever. But, you know, there are some really cool things you can do that a lot of people might think are pretty adventurous and in ways they are. Uh, but I'm telling you, you can do them. And they're accessible right here in Pure Michigan, not too far away. Let's bring in Tasha Steelstra. Tasha is with Nature's Kennel Sled Dog uh, Adventures up in McMillan. This is near Newberry, right, Tasha? Yes, we are about 90 minutes northwest of the Mackinac Bridge near the McMillan-Newberry area. And it's, a, it's certainly a beautiful area. Um, your uh, signal's coming in a little tinny, but I think it's still going to work. So uh, we'll um, uh, look forward to uh, still hearing what you have to, to share with us. Because, man, oh, man, the experience of sled dog teaming, I guess, because most of us are never going to be racing in sled dogs, but just being with the sled dogs and going through the various experiences that you have to offer, these are pretty cool experiences. Tell us what we can do at Nature's Kennel Sled Dog Adventures. Uh, well, for the little more adventurous, people can learn to drive a dog team up here. Uh, for those of you who want something just a little calmer, you can also sit in the sled with a guide and let them do all the driving. But I do find that especially middle school aged kids love to be able to drive a dog team um, as well as most adults are excellent, excellent at it. So we give all the instruction necessary to put you behind the runners of your own team. Well, you know, I'm often asked when I suggest that people consider this because I know they love dogs and, and, you know, they would enjoy being out in the places that you can uniquely bring people. Uh, but they often think, well, I don't think I'll be able to um, to kind of uh, direct the dogs or they have a lot of questions about 
you know, the physicality of it. There, I actually had somebody saying, are you running the entire time? As though you're running, you know, with the dogs. And I said, well, you know, it, it's, it's not really that difficult. So why don't you talk about how this is done for an adult, an adult coming to be with your teams? Yeah, and I tell adults that it is a sport where you are an active participant mm-hmm. in the event where you are. So it's maybe not quite as strenuous as downhill skiing, but it's best to have a little flexibility, uh, be able to move on the runners, step on to the drag pad and the brakes. So you need some leg strength, some arm and hand strength to hold on to the handlebar. But otherwise, you're really just standing there and, and riding along. Uh, I find most adults find it pretty easy to do. Um, something they never imagined themselves doing. Yeah. But no, we're not running behind the dogs the whole time. Yeah. Now, there is an occasional, do, are the people who are on the sleds, are they kind of pushing off occasionally to help the dogs? Uh, they can, but no, really, instead of pushing, they actually, the most active thing they do is braking because the dogs always want to run. Yeah. So they tend to have to slow them down more than have to push them along. Yeah, do, do all dogs have this tendency to just want to pull and run constantly? Uh, all sled dogs definitely do. Yeah. That is what they're bred for. <laughs> yeah. And I find most people walking a house dog probably feels that way too. Yeah, it is really interesting. When you see what's going on at Nature's Kennel Sled Dog Adventures, it's pretty awesome because you have a whole bunch of dogs there. And when they're getting all all geared up to go pull, they cannot wait to get out there. I mean, they love pulling people. They do, and they just love people in general. They're very social. They love to be pet. They love to be snuggled. So hmm. it's pretty. It's very interactive. Not only the dog sledding, but also interactive with the dogs. Now, about how long can you expect to be out there when you go on a, one of your trips? Our shortest trip is about an hour and a half on the trail, and that's our 10-mile trip. We also do a uh, 20-mile trip, which is about four hours on trail, and we do a one-night overnight camp, which is two 20-mile runs, and we stay at our remote winter camp for the night with the dogs. Now, that sounds really cool. Uh, I I just imagine what what you might see out there as you're uh, traveling around. Yeah, I mean, a lot of snow uh, at camp. We tend to have a large population of snowshoe hares that live around there, so that's pretty exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it is. It's a beautiful way to experience winter. And are you actually out in tents in some of those those types of experiences? Oh, (laughs) no. We're at an ice cabin with a wood stove, and we also have a yurt out there for people who have never slept in a yurt, especially it's kind of warm winter camping, so Mm -hmm. both of those places are both well heated we provide all the meals a big bonfire for the guests to have, have cook some winter s'mores around the dogs stay with us at camp so it's again quite interactive with the animals but winter camping's great there's no mosquitoes out there <laughs> yeah that's true now uh, can kids go on these trips as well Absolutely. Kids only have to be 10 years old to drive their own team. Uh, on our overnight trip, I do ask that kids are 10, but we have taken kids, you know, young as infants, just riding in the sled with the parent as well. That's fantastic. Well, I can't wait for my next adventure with Nature's Kennel Sled Dog Adventures because it really is a blast, and, and it's just worth the drive up there, too. But you're going to really love it there in McMillan near Newberry. If you'd like to find out more, go to the website, Nature's Kennel. And I want to thank Tasha Steelster for being with us today. We're going to head to Jackson next to find out what's happening at wintertime there, right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. And I know a lot of people just uh, don't really like the idea of getting outside at wintertime and doing some of these, what I think are really cool experiences like dog sledding or snowmobiling or downhill skiing or whatever. We have such a unique, vibrant, diverse state that uh, if you like outdoor experiences at wintertime, great, you get to enjoy them. But a lot of people want to stay maybe closer to home, might want to experience little towns or bigger towns along the way. And wintertime's a great time to experience those cities for all that they offer as well. So let's check out one of those towns now, the uh, community of Jackson. And to tell us all about it, let's bring in Rachel Buchanan. Rachel is the marketing and development manager for Experience Jackson. Rachel, thanks for being with us today. Uh, I, I just have to to ask you, are you a, a winter fan? Oh, I absolutely love winter. So you're talking to the right person. Yay. It was good to yeah. hear that. Um, so at this time of the year, I know it's not your big season, but uh, what are some of the things that people look forward to when they come to Jackson at wintertime? Absolutely. Well, I got good news for you, Dave. Uh, whether people love to bundle up and experience the outdoors in the winter or if they like to come indoors, uh, we've got options. So <laughs> I can help you with that one for sure. I bet you do. Well, and I know yeah. that, um, you know, from my time in Jackson, um, I, I've kind of kind of spent a lot of time now i don't even drink but i like the 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 craft beer places mm-hmm. primarily for the food and the atmosphere and and the restaurants in jackson probably some of my favorite things to do in jackson yeah we've got a brand new brewery that just opened in december and uh, agma brewing has all sorts of uh, craft drinks uh, veritas is known for that grand river as well so uh, yeah there's definitely some of those outdoor activities and uh, when I think of winter, I think of um, not only bundling up, but uh, kind of bringing out those flannels as well. I know axe throwing has become popular around the country, and uh, we've got an excellent axe throwing bar. It's called Axe Play right in Jackson. And, of course, all those warm food options as well. So lots of I, things to do inside. It is such a strange phenomenon to think about this axe throwing thing. But I have to tell <laughs> you, I went to one of those places. Yeah. And I was really surprised how much fun that is. You do have to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's it's a fun thing to do. And is this set up so you can actually watch people do it as well? It is, yeah. There's the lanes, and right behind it, there's kind of a tall top bar table, and you can kind of cheer on your friends or, or uh, hide like I tried to <laughs> if you don't feel like you're the best at it. But it's a really fun competition. Now, um, whereabouts is this located, and what, what is it called again? Sure. Um, it's called Axe Play, and it's right in the heart of downtown Jackson, actually directly across from where our experienced Jackson offices are. Well, it's just so interesting to me that uh, our entrepreneurs out there are finding new things to capture our attention over and above uh, what we might have thought about those venues in the past. You know, uh, a craft beer place, okay, good craft beer. Maybe a good Mm -hmm. restaurant, good restaurant. But now they have this kind of entertainment uh, option that's uh, often being combined with those other experiences. Oh, yeah. I mean, going out to dinner is one thing. Um, You know, getting that babysitter or making that plan with that friend and the plan actually coming together, the weather working just right and everything. But yeah, there's some great opportunities for that. And even if people want to plan a little bit ahead of time, uh, 
there are plenty of other things like that too where um, you know that we have an amazing planetarium that is attached to our Ellishart Museum the Hearst Planetarium they've been doing winter astrology shows they also offer um, a, as a venue as well in Jackson so there's some really cool connections you know we I, I don't think we give Ella, Ella Sharp Museum enough attention uh, because it's it's a it's a really neat place um, I've only been there a few times myself and I need yeah. to spend a little more time didn't know there was a planetarium there for instance yeah right out front it's it's an incredible resource his name's Austin <laughs> that runs everything and he is passionate he'll invite you in at pretty much any time to show you any night sky and kind of lead you through he has all different sorts of things they even take toddler tours through there so they cater to all ages as well do you know the story of Ella Sharp Oh, she was vital to Jackson uh, giving back. Um, the Ellis Sharp Museum grounds in Ellis Sharp Park are just absolutely beautiful. It's an art museum, a historical museum, um, has all sorts of ways to point toward how Jackson came into play. Also an industry. It's really unique to kind of look around at some of the exhibits. And they've got quite a variety at most times. Yeah. And well, the thing is, this is a great time of the year to experience those cultural uh, activities, museums. You know, in the summertime, um, we're so busy with, you know, going to the beach and, you know, whatever else we like to do. We like to be outside. Most people yeah. like to be outside. So yeah. it's a great time to check out those cultural uh, facilities as well. Absolutely. So we don't want to forget about the outdoor stuff because let's say it's pretty cool. Um, snowshoeing. Uh, we've got some new snowshoe rental opportunities through the Dollum Center, uh, which offers some uh, trails that are open uh, to the public. Um, Cross-country skiing is a thing in Jackson. We don't exactly have uh, the hills that you'll find up north, but uh, there's some great tobogganing opportunities. And uh, Jackson County actually has quite a few public access points to our lakes. And well, you probably won't be swimming, like you said, um, ice fishing is a big deal and having that public access is a big deal as well. And uh, when you get back on um, land after catching the lunker <laughs> from that ice fishing mm -hmm. um, shanty, uh, you want to check out some of our trails as well. We've got some incredible trails through Jackson County. Well, it's interesting. You've mentioned two of the things that as much as I do enjoy those kind of more adventurous things. Uh, I, I think back to ice fishing with my dad and my uncle on this little oh. teeny lake. We had this shanty that would seat four, and it had a little fireplace in it. And um, even though I've never been much of an angler, the time that I spent with my dad and my uncle as a pretty young guy, uh, to this day, are some of the most important memories of being with my dad. Oh, I love and that. And you think about that. Think about those experiences you can have. So looking for a place like Jackson where you can enjoy something like ice fishing, I think that's important. And then you mentioned trails. Today, mm -hmm. my wife and I and our one-eyed dog, we like to head out there and <laughs> check out the trails at wintertime. It's just a really fun experience. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got the uh, DTE Energy Foundation Trail in the Waterloo Rec area, over 20 miles. Uh, great for mountain biking and fat tire biking. I've been learning a little bit more about that recently. Uh, fat tire biking, ooh, that has picked up speed in the last few years. Yeah, a lot of fun. And it's intense, so uh, that that's a big opportunity. Uh, we've got about 10 and a half miles of trail each direction on the Falling Waters Trail. That's uh, great for uh, snowshoeing as well as some of that. It is a paved trail, so it gets you a little uh, flatter area in the winter time. Um, Grand River Art Walk. Uh, that may be if you're going to take a walk in the winter, a little bit shorter with that yeah. one. 
and the Curity Reserve and the MLK Equality Trail. I mean, Jackson is packed with some of those outdoor activities. And if you're willing to bundle up, um, it's a great opportunity for you. Well, I think a stroll uh, in the wintertime is one of those things that's uh, not valued as much as it should be. Yes. Uh, I, again, think about all those wonderful times that uh, I've had with family and friends, just kind of strolling a downtown area, especially at night as the snow falls. It's, oh, it's, it's really magical. beautiful. Yeah. Hey, we only have a couple of minutes, Rachel. Uh, I want to find out about uh, hotels, restaurants, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, some incredible restaurants throughout Jackson County. Um, some of them are connected with some of those wineries, Sandhill Crane uh, Vineyards. Um, you know, if you don't mind the cold, the parlor and the Dare to, Gre- Dare to Be Great Challenge still exists in Jackson. So if you're willing to down some ice cream in the colder weather, that's a possibility. Um, Roxy Cafe is a very unique <laughs> restaurant, um, very comical, a little bit sarcastic in their menu and a lot of fun. And if you don't go in the back door, um, people will know that you're not local. So make sure you go in the back door when you enter a place like that. Well, that's different. Yeah. That's fun. You uh, literally ho- walk through the kitchen. And, and, and you know, for like uh, typical hotel stays and such, plenty of mm-hmm. hotels to stay in the area. Absolutely. Yeah, some beautiful hotels. Um, anything from, um, you know, kind of the more extreme, extravagant uh, type of holiday stay to a more simple, minimalistic, kind of a more modern stay at others, uh, someplace like the True, and uh, then some more traditional uh, hotels as well. We would love to connect with you and help you feel welcome in Jackson. I really love that True brand. It's a really oh. cool cool brand. Well, so many reasons to check out Jackson at winter time. If you haven't been there for a while, you're really going to be impressed, I'm telling you. Just like everything else in Michigan, it seems like things have just gotten so, so cool around the state. So check it out. The website is experiencejackson.com. Our thanks to Rachel Buchanan for being with us today. And we're going to check out Manistee on the west side of the state next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, loving this time of year. Uh, And for those of you who are with me and uh, love this time of the year, you're going to really love the place we're going to next. Now, let me kind of set the scene here for you, though. Uh, West Michigan, uh, all these cute little towns along the shoreline of Lake Michigan in the lower uh, peninsula of Michigan, you know, so many of them are just great places to go to at any time of the year. And this town, is one of those places that you're going to love any time of the year because of the variety of experiences that are offered, the um, the cute little downtown experience that's offered, the uh, additional both indoor and outdoor experiences you can have. So we just have to to admit that it's a great place to go any time of the year. But I think this time of the year is a pretty special time to visit Manistee. Let's bring in Tim Riley. He is the chair of the uh, Manistee County Visitors Bureau. And Tim, sure to appreciate you taking the time to be with us. I know you're a busy guy. You're a realtor, right? Yeah, thanks for having me. I am a vacation rental manager. We manage uh, short-term rentals in and around Manistee. Well, that's one of the kind of the unique experiences that you can have in the Manistee area. Any place in Michigan, you can go to a traditional hotel, motel. They're everywhere. But some places uh, like Manistee do offer these uh, short-term rentals, often right on the waterfront as well. 
They do, yeah. We have properties right on Lake Michigan, uh, all of the inland lakes and rivers, uh, lots of different options available in the area. Well, and, and if you think about Manistee, not only are you on Lake Michigan, but you have that beautiful river going right through the town. It's absolutely beautiful. There are properties. The whole downtown is located right on the Manistee Channel. You see the freighters coming through. Uh, even this time of year, even once it starts getting close, getting starts to uh, freeze over, those freighters are still coming through. Uh, and you can see it right from the downtown. It's, it's something to behold. Do you have any idea how Manistee um, ended up being the port for that old car ferry, which is a really cool experience uh, there in Manistee? I I am not sure, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't remember even the name of the of the ship, but it's a beautiful ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's located right on Manistee Lake. Uh, it's a fantastic spot. They do a lots of cool things uh, there. They do in over Halloween, they actually do a ghost yeah. ship, uh, yeah. which is a very, very popular uh, thing that they do, um, and it's something really cool if, if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love I love anything to do with maritime um, is, is a neat thing, and you do get that kind of maritime feel when you're even downtown in Manistee. Um, set the stage for us. Describe the town itself. Most of downtown is, is literally right on uh, the river. It is. It's right on the river. It's all a historic district downtown. Lots of cool brick buildings. Lots of. It's all small town mom and pop type st- uh, type shops down there. Uh, one very cool thing that we just started this year was uh, the STE, which is a social district. Uh, that's something that we haven't had in the past, uh, and has uh, is very cool. It allows people. 21 and older be able to purchase alcoholic beverage uh, in especially marked glass uh, and be able to go from different establishments all throughout the downtown. Um, so that's something that they put into place this year. Uh, but it's a, it's a very cool downtown. It's attached right to the Manistee Channel. Uh, it has the river walk so you can walk right along the downtown, right on all the way down to the beach. It's a little under two miles of river walk right down there. Uh, small town feel, it's, uh, it has something for everybody. I guess I would describe it as Victorian charm because a lot of those buildings uh, that are still standing uh, are uh, from the 1800s. Um, and I'm not a big architecture guy, although even though I love the various styles of architecture, I just don't know a lot about them. But I think a lot of them are that Victorian era architecture. They are, yeah. The whole downtown is a Victorian. Um, earlier uh, in the month here, we finished up our, the Victorian Slave Bell Parade that happens the first weekend in December every year. The whole downtown gets dressed up in Victorian gear, uh, and we really celebrate um, that heritage that we have as a town. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool place. Now, um, wintertime experiences in Manistee are going to be totally different than uh, what you might normally do there in the summertime. Go to the beach, the state park, uh, some other things. Um, what do you recommend that people do in Manistee at wintertime? 
So we have a number of different options, I think, based on um, where you're coming from, who you're going with, you know, if it's just a single traveler, if it's a couple, if it's a family, we really have it all around town. Uh, the biggest things uh, that we would have is definitely the, uh, the winter trails. The trails are probably one of the most desirable things when you come to town. You have the Big M Trail, you have a lots of other things to be able to uh, snowshoe and cross-country ski, fat tire bike, if you're into that type of stuff. Uh, that's certainly one of the biggest things, but we also have the uh, winter tours, we have winter road trips, the brew, wine, and spirit stops. If you would like uh, to get a beverage around town, we have lots of different options for that. We have our uh, winter coastal tour, M22 coastal tour, uh, totally transforms M22 during the winter months. Lots of outdoor recreation, wineries, all of that great stuff. Um, and then of course we are only less than an hour away from a couple great resorts. We have Cabrafay, we have Crystal Mountain, um, so we're a perfect stop um, on the way to those great skiing and snowboarding hills as well. You know it's so, so interesting because of course you are very close to those hills and for some reason in my mind I hadn't thought of it that way but Manistee would be a great place to stay if you uh, wanted to stay for an extended amount of time or even just one night and wanted to ski at either of those uh, those beautiful hills. No doubt about it. Less than an hour away, easy drives. Uh, it's something very popular. I know people who stay with me all the time, I think that they're always heading up uh, to Crystal Mountain or to Cabrafay. So uh, very popular, very easy day trip, even just an afternoon. Uh, you know, there's of course the uh, Ironfish Distillery that is right close up to uh, Crystal Mountain, another very cool destination spot. That's a very nice place, and I know uh, after having been there last winter that their plans were that they were going to keep those outdoor. I guess they're kind of like teepees, tents, so to speak. Uh, they were going to keep those this winter, so I hope that uh, they have indeed done that. They have. Neat, yeah. Oh, they have. Great. Mm -hmm. I, I just haven't been there yet, but I'll look forward to checking out Iron Fish. Tremendous distillery and just a, a beautiful experience. Now, you mentioned that M22 tour. That's a cool idea. And if you were to take that, now let's say you're coming from a U.S. 31, maybe uh, south, and you're going toward the north. Describe, you know, how do you get to that tour and what you see along the way? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, let me get through the, you know. It starts right at the heart of Manistee. You can start it right at the heart of downtown. It goes up right by uh, the Little River Casino, catching on to 22. You drive through Onekama, drive through Arcadia, uh, or alternatively, you could take Lakeshore Road. Lakeshore Road is a side road that runs right along Lake Michigan that connects Manistee to Onekama, and you can hop onto 22 there. Uh, lots of cool stuff, lots of foodie stops, lots of hiking trails right along uh, the M22 uh, roadway there. Um, plenty of places to stay if you uh, want to make a weekend of it. Uh, lots of cool stuff. 
Onekama is kind of like a surprise little gift as you drive along that route. All of a sudden, you're in this teeny little town on the water, and it's just a, a cute little place to visit, a couple of pubs and such to visit, so it's it's a neat little thing. Now, you mentioned Little River Casino uh, right there at, uh, what, 22 and 31, mm-hmm. and that is, of course, one of our uh, great casinos in Michigan, but they also offer entertainment there. I don't know if they're offering it right now or not, but it's a it's a nice place. It's a fantastic place. It's a great place to go warm up. They do lots of live entertainment. Um, another very popular uh, spot for anybody visiting Manistee. Now, do you have many hotels in town that have indoor pools? You know, because a lot of people just want to, you know, in a winter time maybe do some outdoor things, but then spend a little time at the pool as well um, indoors at a hotel. Absolutely. Manistee National has an indoor pool. The Days Inn has an indoor pool. Uh, there's There would be more than enough options. If you visit us at visitmanisteecounty.com, you'd be able to search right down into that and find a number of options that have that indoor pool. Great spots for uh, a family coming in and just looking to get away a little bit. Yeah, so whether you're looking for those kind of like quieter experiences of uh, hiking in the trail or maybe a little little more activity walking the downtown streets of Manistee or checking out those tours along the way or maybe for some real excitement at the casino uh, you've got a lot of options to enjoy in the Manistee area. Tim, I want to thank you for being with us today. Tim Riley, chair of the Manistee County Visitors Bureau. For more information, go to their website, visitmanisteecounty.com, and learn all about wintertime fun in Manistee. Here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We continue to uh, look for a great white and powdery winter all winter long. You, you never know in Michigan. We sometimes have our starts and and uh, stops and, and fits with with winter and with uh, dependable snow. But eventually, you know, it always comes. It just does. So if you're like me and if you're looking to get out there and enjoying wintertime fun on the slopes, uh, you're going to want to stick around to to, uh, hear from Mickey McWilliams. She is from the Michigan Snow Sports Industries Association. Mickey, uh, first, tell us about the association. Uh, What do you guys do? Well, we are the um, association for the ski industry in Michigan, the ski areas and the ski retailers and all Um, ancillary associated businesses. Uh, We represent them, we um, help market them, and uh, we try to do things, uh, programs and plans as a group, as as a team. You know, what I really like is you provide continuing education for our ski operators and and uh, as an association, you know, you guys do such great jobs. So, uh, you know, keep keep that going. It's it's a great <laughs> well, job thanks. you do. And you also have the best website, GoSkiMichigan.com. 
the very best website I've ever heard of. So <laughs> it's fantastic. So, you know, we, we, we got into this winter. It started to, you know, the snow started to fall up north especially. And it looked like, man, we were going to have a really solid, you know, snow all the time type of winter. And then, of course, we had that little warm spell in December. Here we are entering the new year. Um, what's your your recommendation on making sure we get the experience we're looking for uh, specifically for places up north you know if we're down you know downstate so to speak and we want to go to one of those resorts up north what's your recommendation so what i would do is make sure that you know what to expect when you get there um, every ski area is going to be a little bit different we're not out of the pandemic yet and uh and even though it looks pretty much like it's going to be business as usual outdoors it's not always that way inside make sure you bring masks make sure you dress for the weather um, outside because last year ski areas did a lot of uh, made a lot of changes to accommodate um, people outdoors and everyone seemed to like it so much that they are keeping uh, those outdoor restaurants open outdoor um, bars and and fire pits and things like that open so dress for the weather so you can enjoy those things and also um, check it out to make sure that you um, buy lift tickets in advance if needed um, some ski areas uh, encourage lift ticket purchases in advance some may um, limit lift ticket purchases um, on some given dates if it looks like they're going to be too busy um, those that's kind of up to every ski area so i would just check their website uh, know before you go uh, and go out there and have a great time well you know you mentioned COVID, and of course it is still with us and we're kind of going from that pandemic to endemic thing where hey we know we can travel safely we just have to do it in the right way and it's the same thing with our uh, desire to go skiing up north um, as you say know before you go and the operators have made some significant um, investments and improvements in even the way that we get our lift tickets and then the way uh, we kind of handle those those uh, lift ticket passes that we used to always clamp on our coats uh, they've made a lot of changes can you tell us about some of those sure um, so so first of all Many ski areas um, allow you to pre-purchase lift tickets online, and um, some of them are really encouraging that by offering um, pre-purchase lift tickets at a discount um, as opposed to walking up to the lift ticket window. Um, that was, you know, a lot of that uh, was spurred on uh, by the pandemic last year, but um, a lot of ski areas have you know have just kind of done that in the past and this is something that really made them uh, realize that it was uh, a benefit not only to the ski areas but to the customers as well um, it, some uh, ski areas are doing things uh, instead of the paper lift ticket they're um, they're doing an RFP program where you you're putting a, um, a scanned um, image uh, in your pocket and then uh, you go through the um, these uh, gates and it'll allow you to go um, to the lift once you uh, get scanned and and that really helps with um, 
the speed in which you can go through the lift lines too. So uh, it's it's a it's a big plus for everybody to have those. Um, and also, if you need equipment, um, many of our ski areas are offering equipment rentals online prior to your visit, which is um, I think a really really good advantage because you can fill out forms online beforehand and have your equipment ready when you get there. Um, that's a big advantage for you, the consumer, and for the ski area that has uh, can plan ahead and knows what uh, what kind of inventory to expect. Yeah, I, and you know, I really love some of these innovations that our uh, resort operators and hill operators have come up with. Like you mentioned, this the scan opportunity and. You know, just knowing before you go, uh, you can check the conditions online. I know you can find both conditions and all the safety protocols and all the connections, the websites, everything, by going to goskimichigan.com. Of course, we have links from michigan.org as well. But um, just everything, as you mentioned, it's so much easier now. So there have been some positives that are going to come out of this really (laughs) difficult thing that we've gone through. I've already been to Boyne this year. Uh, I was really impressed, uh, and there were a lot of skiers out there. Uh, I, I Last year I went to, let's see, Crystal, Boyne, Shanty, Treetops. I don't think I got to any other resorts up north. I went to Otsego Club. So it's, it's great to see everybody kind of making these adjustments, and many of them are also capping off how many skiers are going to allow on the hill at one time. So that's, you know, it makes it more fun, I think, in uh, some ways does. as well. It, um, last year... Um, skiers found that uh, that the experience people were were having um, through this pandemic um, was uh, was pretty incredible. In fact, you know, as I went around to different skiers, it just it re- really um, it, it made me smile to see all the people out there having such a good time. And I think that they were so relieved to be able to go out and do something, and uh, you know, and actually. Uh, be together but be outdoors where it was um, considered more safe um, was really a big positive for our industry last year and uh, based on season pass sales and um, uh, sales of our white gold cards uh, it looks like it's that momentum is continuing and that uh, people really want to get outside and enjoy the the winter and I in totally encourage that. I think it's a, a wonderful thing to do. And and Dave, I'm really happy that you get around to all these ski areas as well. I, hmm. It's important. Well, it's fun. I enjoy it. And, you know, so let's talk a little bit about this uh, kind of on and off, you know, ski pattern or snow pattern we've had so far this year. The thing that I think people don't understand is we know how to make snow. We're the best at it. And I don't know anybody who can really tell the difference in skiing between natural snow and, and man-made snow anymore. I mean, it's it's gotten that good, hasn't it? Well, it has gotten good. It's, it gets better every year, too, because a couple things are really interesting about us and snowmaking. Um, Michigan is the home to um, one of the largest companies that makes snow guns, makes snow uh, making equipment. SMI, they're located in Midland and they make snow for the Olympics even. Uh, So we are pros at making snow here in Michigan. Uh, And every year our ski areas add more guns, Um, they add uh, more water lines. Uh, they are learning how to make snow at warmer temperatures, which unfortunately we've been uh, learning that we need to do. Um, but it's uh, but even if you don't have snow in your backyard, um, almost always you're going to find it on our slopes. Uh, and 
most ski areas have uh, webcams, so you can uh, check out what's going on on the slopes just by uh, looking at their webcams. You'll see um, how much snow they've got. And it's yeah, it's, really it's so easy. Pretty amazing. Well, and the thing is, just check ahead of time, get your reservations yeah. ahead of time, have a great uh, time as you do it. Here's the website, GoSkiMichigan.com, and go have a great time. And I want to thank Mickey McWilliams for being with us today. Hope you get out there and enjoy winter as it's meant to be enjoyed. Yep, I'm on my way. There we go. That's all the time for Have for Travel Michigan. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling.